Hello and welcome to the Old Time Radio Hour. I'm your host, Justine Ward, and each week we bring you a classic show from radio's golden age. This week we have the Kraft Music Hall with its star, Bing Crosby. During this period, his comic sidekick was Bob Burns and Burns' famous bazooka, a cross between a kazoo and a jug. The portable rocket-propelled anti-tank gun introduced in 1942 to fight World War II was called a bazooka after Bob Burns's crude horn. He plays the William Tell Overture on it in this episode. Also, you'll be treated to Ethel Waters and two of her greatest songs. There'll be some changes made, and sometimes I feel like a motherless child. The music, sketches, and even the commercials will give you an hour of variety entertainment. Enjoy the Craft Music Hall, starring Bing Crosby and Bob Burns, with guest star Ethel Waters, first broadcast June 12, 1941, on NBC. The Craft Music Hall, starring Bing Crosby and Bob Burns, with Connie Boswell, John Scott Trotter, and his orchestra in the Music Maze. Bing's special guests for this evening include Chester Morris and Donald Crisp of the cinema and Ethel Waters, star of the Broadway stage success Cabin in the Sky. And here's Bing Crosby. Why cry, baby? It's an awful waste of time When you're with me Wasting time's an awful crime So why cry, baby? Why cry? Oh, why cry, baby? What have you been up to now? No denying, I'll forgive you anyhow. So why cry, baby, why cry? If love is gonna pass the test, you have to answer my request. Let me prove that I know best. Pucker up your lips, give your eyes a rest. Why cry, baby? Can't you raise a smile for me? Weeping willow, never made a family tree. Why cry, baby? Why cry? Why cry, baby? It's an awful waste of time because when you're with me, wasting an awful crime. So why cry, baby? Why cry? Why cry, baby? What have you been up to now? There's no denying. I'll forgive you anyhow. So why cry, baby? Why cry? Now if love is gonna pass the test, you have to answer my request. Let me prove that I know best. Pucker up your lips, give your eyes a rest. Why cry, baby? Can't you raise a smile for me? Weeping willow never made no family tree. Why cry, baby? Why cry? Say, Bing, before you go any further, I want you to know I saw those beautiful color pictures of you in this week's Colliers. Oh, you bought a copy of the magazine? No, I had my shoes shine. <laughs> nice pictures, though, don't you think, Bob? Well, they made me laugh. Oh, now listen, Bob, don't knock those colored pictures of Bing and the four boys. I thought they were awfully good, of the four boys. Hmm. Yeah, they were, Connie. You know, I'm just not feeling right this evening. I guess I didn't sleep well last night. You know, all last night I was bothered by an awful bad dream. Anybody would know? 
No, well, now, you wouldn't make fun of me, Bing, if you'd had a dream as bad as the one I had. Oh, not a chance, Bob. My dreams have a happier ending than yours. What makes you say that? Well, when you wake up, you find that you're you. But when I wake up, I find I'm me. Well, what's better about that? Makes my mother happier. <laughs> what was this dolorous dream? When I dreamed I was walking through the barn where you keep your horses, they certainly ain't keeping you, that I heard one horse talking to another. Oh, yeah, they're great talkers. I take it you understood these horses. Well, you know how fantastic things are in dream things. Honestly, sometimes I get to thinking how dreams are so wonderful. The things you see. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the nicer class of people you meet. Yeah. The, the thoughts you have. Yeah, I guess, I guess Bob dreams really are about the most wonderful things in the world. You're right, Bing. You know, we're awful silly to sleep through them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me you slept right clear through that dream about my horses. Well, now, that's what I started to tell you. I dreamed I was walking by your barn, and I heard those two horses of yours whispering to one another, and they were saying... <laughs> Isn't it lunchtime yet, dearie? Honestly, I'm so hungry I could eat a man. <laughs> Me too. How much do you think the boss spends on those new high-priced synthetic vitamins he's feeding us? It ain't hay. See that man coming over there? That's Robin Burns. You mean the one with the sway back, calves, knees, cap hocked, and the wavy mane? That's the character. He and the boss are an entry every Thursday. Oh, speaking of entries, I've been listening to the other horses, and I'm beginning to think we've got the wrong idea about that racing job we have. What do you mean? I think we're supposed to try to come in first. (laughs) Don't be a percher on, dearie. Don't you ever listen to the radio? Why? Because if you or I or any of the boss's horses come in first, it would put 18 or 20 radio comedians right out of work. (laughs) No fooling. Honest, you ought to listen to the radio more. Don't you even listen to the boss? Sometimes. And you know what I wonder? What? I wonder what he'd do if he knew we could talk. Not so loud. If he hears we can talk, he'll have us up in the craft music hall on Thursdays, singing four-part harmony with him. Who's he got doing his work for him this week? Well, besides that other regular entry, Burns, and a fast field including Connie Boswell, John Scott Trotter, and Ken Carpenter, I guess just tomorrow's Donald Crisp and Ethel Waters will be doing most of the work. <laughs> Right at that point, I woke up, Bing, but ain't that an unusual dream? Yes, yeah, very embarrassing, too, to have horses discussing you. You know, Bing, that's exactly what my dog said. Your dog? Not that big Labrador retriever with the chewed ears and a slight list. Yeah, how did you know? Well, our cat says she can't understand a word he says. <laughs> Strange dream, though, Rob. Don't you think so, Connie? Don't ask me, Bing. I don't want any part of that kind of supernatural stuff. Good thing, too. Then you and Trotter can carry on as planned while I slip Robin and Mickey... So he can doze off and maybe find out what those two fillies have laid out in the fifth tomorrow, huh? Hand me down my walking cane. Hand me down my walking cane. Now hand me down my walking cane. I'm gonna leave on the midnight train cause all my sins are taken away. If I listen, what mama says, 
if I'd listen what my mama said. Now if I'd listen what mama said, I'd been sleeping on a feather bed because all my sins got taken away. of our friend and alumnus, Chester Morris, in the title role of Columbia Pictures' latest whodunit, Meet Boston Blackie, a new Cops and Robbers series has commenced capering across the Kalsamai. For Chester Morris as Boston Blackie, the Back Bay Dick Turpin has definitely captured the public fancy, and it's not hard to understand why. Yes, sir, you can tell just by looking at Boston Blackie that he's been around more than a carnival Ferris wheel. This kid don't need no sundial to know what time it is. Well, I'll never forget the first time I and the mob met up with Boston... We was on the lamb, hiding out in the culvert, just outside of Culvert City. And there we cuddle in the culvert, biding our time in the bilge and playing bridge with an old pinnacle deck. We hadn't been playing bridge under the bridge long, however, when this character joined us. He crawled down in the culvert without a word, watched our game of bridge for a while, and then he said, I see you people play the Culvertson system. Listen, <laughs> oh. Listen, character, don't knock my game. What I play is a sort of a cantilever bridge. Now, finesse, will you, before I trump you? We don't cotton to corny kibitzes around here. Now, don't get tough with me, little casino. <clears throat> I'm on the lamb, too. And I'm bucking right here with you in this culvert so the heat's off. Okay, but you'll pay your share of the rent. Rent? Don't tell me you rent this damn deadfall. Yes, we do. We sublease it from a gang of beavers. Not bad, though, if you don't mind a place where the running water runs across your feet. Now, get lost. Okay, okay. I'll handle half the rent. But yeah. remember this. The only reason I can afford to do it is because yesterday I stuck up a bakery and I'm now in the dough. Yep. Um, well, the only reason we're taking you in with this is because yesterday we stuck up a cannery, and now we're in the soup. Oh. <laughs> From that, I gather this mob needs a leader with brains, and here I am. So I see. When does the butcher deliver the brains? <laughs> Never mind that. From now on, this morbid mob is taking orders from me, see? Yeah. Who are you? Who am I? Yeah. Boston Blackie. You ever hear of me? Boston Blackie? Gee, Sure. Hiya, Blackie. Golly. I'm Baltimore Bluey. <laughs> uh, the gang calls me Peoria Pinky. <laughs> Mama calls me Galveston Greeny. Oh. How y'all, Mr. Blackie? Everybody calls me Carolina Creamy. Ooh. Well, I sure am glad to meet you all. Uh, say, who's the mall? Just call me Scranton Scarlet. Uh, 
Say, what is this, the rainbow mob? Oh, that's us, brother. And maybe Inspector Faraway wouldn't like to nab Boston Blackie with the rainbow mob. Faraway, fine Blackie, bluey, pinky, greeny, creamy, and scarlet? Ha-ha! <laughs> Not a chance. Yeah, what makes you so sure? He's colorblind. Is that the reason he can't ever catch you, Blackie? No. Say, you're kind of cute. I like you. So I'll tell you why Boston Blackie never gets caught, sister. Well, gee, thanks. Give us a towel, brother. Did you ever hear a poem that goes like this? Here's to the city of Boston, the home of the bean and the cod. Yeah, I heard that. Well, Boston Blackie uses his bean. That's why he never gets caught. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> don't you understand? Caught cod, caught cod. Oh, yeah, yeah. What kind of bait you using? Oh. Bait, I don't use bait for cod. I wait till they break water, and then I hit them on the head. With what? Fish balls. Mm-hmm. Don't bother none with him, Blackie. I like the way you operate. See, I mean the way you leave messages for the police written in soap on mirrors and windshields and windows. See, I don't know how you do it. You mean how I always manage to get away? No, how you always manage to happen to have a piece of soap handy. Oh, well, I always carry soap so I can make a clean getaway. I don't get it. Well, I'll... I'll try to explain it to you, but first tell me, would you, uh, would you recognize a piece of soap if you saw it? Say, Blackie, tell us how you pulled that job you just finished. You mean the, you mean the bakery I stuck up? <laughs> oh, shucks, sticking up a bakery is a job for a loafer. I don't get it. <laughs> oh, never mind. Never mind him, Blackie. How'd you roll the bakery? Well, I found out that every evening when they locked up, they hid the day's take in a certain little tin box. So all you had to do was heist the box, huh? Yeah, but it wasn't as easy. It took me almost half an hour to find the box, and then the rest of the night to get it open. It took you all night to open a tin box? Well, I could have blown it with a couple of drops of soup, but I didn't want to muss up the moolah. Yeah, yeah, when you break a dollar bill, that's the end of it, especially when you break it with nitroglycerin. <laughs> So it took me about six hours to get the box open. But, brother, it was worth it. That box was really loaded. But there was over 10000 in that one little tin box. $10,000? No, sardines. I wished I had 5000 of them right now on salt, rise, and pumpernickel. <laughs> well, Blackie, now you joined up with the Rainbow Mob, you'll get some help on these jobs. We're going to be proud working with Boston Blackie to Cape Cod Robin Hood. In what way are you like Robin Hood, Blackie? Well, sister, I try to help the poor. And I only enjoy stealing from the very rich. Why? Because they have such nice things to steal. <laughs> oh, come on, boss. Let's quit kidding around here. Let's crack some giant. Ah, huh? skip the whole thing. What's the use of me going out after petty cash when I can bump off this mob and get rich? Yeah. How do you figure you're going to get rich rubbing out the rainbow mob? I've heard there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Now, listen, mob. We're not going to let this guy rub us out, see? He's a tough character, but if we put up a fight, we can beat him. Of course, if he starts getting the best of us... I'll give the signal to retreat. Well, where are you going? Well, I got a slight Charlie horse, so I'm starting now. Oh, no. Stay where you are. This is the end for you guys. Has anyone a last word to say before I start? Yeah. Yeah, I got something to say, Blackie. I got a few last words. Well, out with them. Let's hear them. Once there was a woman. She might have been you. She had so many children. She didn't know what to feed the dozens of young friends they were always bringing home with them until she thought of salads and sandwiches with Miracle Whip salad dressing. And what a hit they made. You see, Miracle Whip, with its wonderful flavor, has delighted more people than any other salad dressing ever offered for sale. Millions prefer this unique blend of creamy mayonnaise and old-fashioned boiled dressing. If you aren't using it at your house, you're missing something mighty fine. And what's more, if you're using Miracle Whip only on salads, you're missing a lot more. Its snappy flavor works wonders with sandwiches, appetizers, seafoods, and cold meats. That's why so many women always buy Miracle Whip salad dressing in the economical large size. 
At this time of the year, when you'll be planning more and more salad and sandwich meals, it's a good idea to check your supply of Miracle Whip often. Be sure that you always have plenty on hand. Because of you, there's a song in my heart. Because of you, my romance had its start. Because of you, the sun will shine. The moon and stars will say you're mine forever and ever to part. I only live for your love and your kiss. It's paradise to be near you like this. Because of you, my life is now worthwhile, and I can smile because of you. Accomplished singers and actresses on the stage today, Ethel Waters has long been an important figure in show business. For years, a musical comedy favorite, she won much popular as well as critical acclaim as the star of the Broadway stage success, Mamba's Daughters. In Los Angeles at the moment, with the New York company of the highly successful musical play, Cabin in the Sky, we're very happy indeed to have Ethel Waters pay us a most welcome visit. And here she is, Ethel Waters singing, singing a song that she introduced some 18 years ago, and singing it as only she can. Apple Waters. They say don't change the old for the new, but I found out that this will never do. When you grow old, you don't last long. You just hear my honey, then you're gone. I loved a man for many years gone by. I thought his love for me would never die. He made some changes that will never do. So from now on, I'm going to make some changes. 
For there's a change in the weather, there's a change in the sea. So from now on there'll be a change in me. My walk will be different, my talk and my name. Nothing about me is gonna be the same. I'm gonna change my way of living, and that ain't no bluff. Why I'm thinking about changing the way I have of strutting my stuff. Because nobody wants you when you're old and gray. There's gonna be some changes made today. There'll be some changes made. There's a change in the weather, change in the sea. I'm gonna change my long, tall one for a little short fat. Why I'm thinking about changing the number where I've been parking at. Because nobody seems to want you when you're old, fat, and gray. There's gonna be some changes make you And again, fine. Now I'd like to hear how you sang it 18 years ago. You just heard. Ah, you kind of ahead of the times, weren't you? Oh, I don't know about that, but as far as I'm concerned, as far as the song's concerned, there's been no changes made, or was I in the wrong key? <laughs> <laughs> no. That was the wrong key. Just ask your locksmith to grind a few like it for the fellow in the funny shirt. Tell me, how's the show doing down at the Philharmonic Auditorium? You mean Cabin in the Sky? Oh, yes. Is there any other? No, I just like to hear the name mention the kind of plug. It's doing very nicely, thanks. <laughs> Where to from here? Well, one week more here in Los Angeles, yeah. and then to San Francisco for a couple of weeks. And then where to? If you're booking any dates, pencil us in all the dates you have open. Well, <laughs> I wish there was some way like that to keep you out here. How does California look to you this trip? Comfortable and sunny enough? Nice and sunny, but you know me. I'm really used to stormy weather, too. Yes, I know what you can do with stormy weather. I also know what you can do with the spiritual, as who doesn't. So it behooves me to tass it up for a while, maybe, and listen well to something really beautiful. If a water's singing, sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel 
like an eagle in the air. Sometimes I feel like an eagle in the air. Feel like an eagle in the air. Feel like an eagle in. Ethel Waters singing, Sometimes I Feel Like a Motherless Child, as only she can, putting into it all the beauty and all the sorrow that lives in these traditional songs of the South. Every part of the world, every nation, every people, every creed has its folk melodies, melodies that come from the very hearts and souls of the people who sing them today, just as they've been sung for generations. Such a traditional melody as this one. Surely you remember... The pale moon was rising above the green mountain. The sun was declining beneath the blue sea. When I strayed with my love to the pure crystal fountain that stands in beautiful trolley. She was lovely and fair as the rose of the summer. Yet was not her beauty alone that won me. Oh no, was the truth in her eyes ever dawning that made me love Mary, the rose of Trolley? Thank you. 
She was lovely and fair as the rose of the summer. Yet was not her beauty alone that won me. Oh no, was the truth in her eyes ever dawning? That made me love Mary, the rose of Raleigh. There's something about a traditional melody that makes you love it. You love it more than other melodies. Perhaps it's merely the fact that it's traditional. We all love and admire tradition. And things that are traditional are somehow so right that nobody wants to change them. Just so with the tradition here in the old craft music hall that from time to time, Ken Carpenter says a few words. Uh, speak traditionally, Ken. Here, there, everywhere, summer's in the air, all right. The evenings are long and light and the days are turning warm and pleasant. And ladies, you'll be doing more and more informal entertaining. So take care of your reputation as a delightful hostess. Serve quick appetizers and salads and sandwiches that are super special. You'll find it's easy with Miracle Whip salad dressing. You see, this salad dressing has a refreshing flavor that's really different. It's made from an exacting recipe that calls for plenty of eggs and oil, along with other ingredients of highest quality. Not mayonnaise, not boiled dressing. Miracle Whip is a clever combination of the two, in such perfect blend that it's neither too oily nor too bland nor too tart, but just right. And here's something else important. That marvelous satin smooth texture is the result of a special beater patented by Kraft. So, of course, you get it only in Miracle Whip. Tomorrow, find out for yourself why Miracle Whip outsells the next 20 leading salad dressings combined. Order a jar in the thrifty large size. You'll find Miracle Whip salad dressing a perfect touch on many good things to eat. In Canada, the economical large size is known as the 32-ounce jar. How do you think I look, Dr. Crosby? Type a guy who leads the kind of life you loaf doesn't have to worry how he looks. Oh, oh, I'm not worried. I know how I look. I just want to make you jealous. Side of you? Well, of me and my vitamins. <laughs> really catching up with those things. Yeah? For instance, for lunch today, I had vitamins A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, and O. Oh, you must really be reefed up. Now, how did you take them? In alphabet soup? Oh, I just swallow three pellets. Let me see a handful of them. Well, here are three I'm just getting ready to take. Uh, these, uh, these pellets are my vitamins N, B... And see. I make a date for golf, and you can bet your life it rains. I try to give a party, and the guy upstairs complains. I guess I'll go through life just catching colds and missing trains. Everything happens to me. I never miss a thing. I've had the measles and the mumps. Well, listen to this. Every time I play me an ace, my partner always trumps. I guess I'm just a fool who never looks before he jumps. That's a look. Everything happens to me. At first, my heart thought love could break this jinx for me. That love would turn the trick to end despair. I never try to fool this 
had that thing for me. Oh, don't do that. I've mortgaged all my castles in the air. I've telegraphed and I've phoned. I sent an airmail special too. Her answer was goodbye. There was even postage due. I did the same darn thing. Did you? His answer said that we were through. Well, well. Everything, Everything happens to me. You know, I purchased me some horses. I brought them up from the Argentine. Well, tell me, do they like California? Love it. Do they find the climate fine? Well, they find the climate nice, but uh, they can't find the finish line. Well, point it out to them. Everything happens to me. I tried to paint a portrait a of the man whose heart is mine. That's sweet. And that ought to set you right solid, right oh, where you did. really like to turn. Yeah, but when I got it finished, boy, mm-hmm. it just looked like Frankenstein. Too flattering, huh? Everything happens to yeah, me. You know, it just can't be hard luck that makes life rough to me. What makes you think fate's fixed you to get stuck? Well, such simple sums as two and two looked up to me. Well, that's ignorance, my boy. Hi, Digger. That's not lack of luck. Now, you take those shirts you wear, son. Like them? They ain't smart. They ain't mature. Well, they showed up with my laundry. Where they come from, I'm not sure. You got the wash that should have gone to Darcy Lamour. Ah, everything happens to me. For instance, when we sing a song, it's always in your key. Oh, well, now, Conscience, don't go make no trouble about that. I think you'd do just as much for me. Yeah, but you've got me singing F's when my high note is only C. I'll make you a caller of choice. Oh, not this season. Don't want to be a caller of choice? Can't get up there. Oh, look at here. Everything happens to me. Say, that was the cutest thing I've heard you oh, sing in a long nothing, time. Nothing. Bing, I, I was just noticing you, you know. You not only sing better than you've ever sung, but I declare you're looking better than you've ever looked. Yeah? You certainly are. I was just noticing you. You've got the nicest, got the nicest complexion. You have, too. You look a little ruddy. Well, I was down at the beach. Oh, you got tan, huh? No, that ain't it. What is it? No, I'm still blushing from seeing those bathing suits. <laughs> Uh, it's the truth, honestly. Now I know that I know that the government has asked us all to cut down on material. But I want to ask you ladies, with those bathing suits, don't you think you're carrying patriotism just a little too far? <laughs> well, I'm I'm telling you that that of course uh, those bathing suits they're nice, they're pretty, and, and they have them in the in the patriotic colors, just like they have shirts and other things. I think those patriotic colors are nice. It shows that we have unity in this country. But I'm telling you, some of those two-piece bathing suits, it looks like the South trying to pull away from the North again. (laughs) I don't know who in the world designed those bathing suits I was looking at, but whoever did, their motto must be, nothing succeeds like nothing. But, you know, of course, there's one thing, one thing nice about it, about the only thing that saves us. They do have a law about them bathing suits. The bathing suits have got to weigh at least five ounces. Of course, that includes a four-ounce bathing cap. But, you know, I've, I saw one girl down there. I'm telling you, I was never so embarrassed in my life. 
Now, now, I want you people listening to get up close. I don't want to spread this all around, but, but I call this girl over to me, and I says, listen, young lady, does your mama know that you've got on that suit? And she says, I should say she don't. I says, wouldn't your mama rave if she saw you in that thing? And the girl says, I should say she would. It's her suit. <laughs> I don't know what in the world we're going to do. Now, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating this thing at all. I, of course, I don't know whether you've seen those suits or not, but, but at least I know most of you saw a piece that appeared in the paper, and you can read between the lines. It says that this man held up and robbed a sporting goods store, and, and he escaped with $50,000 worth of ladies' bathing suits on a bicycle. <laughs> now, you don't, have to, you don't have to believe me. You could ask Bing Crosby or, or Trotter. I saw them down there. Of course, yeah, Bing goes down there all the time, but, but Trotter, of course, Trotter, he don't see much. He stays down in the water most of the time. There is a... Trotter, you can laugh if you want to, but Trotter's the best swimmer in our bunch. Boy, that boy sure can launch a punch. <laughs> the, the reason he can swim so good is because he has to stay in the water all the time. Uh, they won't allow him up on the boardwalk where we promenade once in a while because the only suit Trotter can get in is one that stretches, so he has to wear a rubber bathing suit. And they won't let him walk down the boardwalk because he erases all the hot dog signs. <laughs> but now you talk about bathing suits, you ought to see Bing Crosby in his bathing suit. Now, now Bing, of course, Bing has the record of being the worst-dressed man on the street. I think he's out for that record down on the beach. You should have seen that bathing suit he had on. It was, I'm telling you, that bathing suit was so baggy, when the wind was blowing, he had to trot to keep up with it. <laughs> it's the truth, and Bing's right here. Bing, I'd like to ask you a question What's here. Matter, Why in the world do you have to have to wear such a long bathing suit? Way down to here. Well, I don't want to show my garters. <laughs> That's what I mean. I don't care, Bing. Of course, I don't care what you wear. I don't care what kind of a suit. But for goodness sake, Bing, don't wear yellow anymore. That's my best suit, the yellow suit. I know, but Bing, that, you look terrible in that yellow. Oh, Bing Crosby, I'm telling you, when you walk down the boardwalk with that long yellow bathing suit, yeah. you look just like a tired banana. <laughs> Well, now then, I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to talk about you anymore because I've got a thing, I've got a bazooka no, solo. No, no bazooka solo oh, tonight. Not no. tonight. We're going to use that time, your time, to rehearse the William Tell Overture, which I'm conducting next Sunday, next Sunday at the White Wing Clam Bake at Pier 6 at Buzzard Slough. <laughs> oh, well. So we're going to use that time to conduct, so if you don't yeah, use your part, Mr. No, but that's all right, Bing. I'll play along. I, I, you can't play this too no, tough for you. No, I'll be guest solo. You're going to play... I'll tell you what you do. You, you go can just ahead. have eight to five if you want, and plenty of them. <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and play. You mind if I? All right, we're, we're, we're going to start. You do the best you can. All right, boys. The uh, the andante. The three eighth movement. You ready?
that's your store, right. too. Go take some other part. You got that all right? Uh, yeah, I'll work that okay. out. <laughs> I, I'll work that out at the house. All right, boys, we go down to the uh, Allegro Vivace. Ready? One, two... Take me a half a minute. You, you got that, that all right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'll get it. Sounded a little, little shaggy to me, boss. Where did you come in? You came yes. in the wrong place. Yes. Sounded shaggy. Well, it just that's to your untutored ear. Oh, I see. You had it all right. Yes. Yes. You're satisfied? You go ahead. It's I, an important concert, you know. I know we'll I'll work it. All right, boys, we take it from the Pizzicato. Oh, wait a minute. Huh? There's no need to go into that. I know all about that Pizzicato. Work. What are you? You don't even know what Pizzicato is. I certainly do. What is it? It's green ice cream. <laughs> You can see yourself, I got it. You're just breezing through this. Yeah, I know it. (laughs) Want to go right into the finale? Haven't you got a tough part in there, (laughs) Bunny? You haven't played a note right yet. (laughs) All right, we'll take the finale, boys. You ready? All I believe, a foot star. Bing, you was going over there without me. <laughs> I think I will, Joe. Say, listen, Bingo, uh-huh. I could, I could, uh, if you want me to, I can play the piano if you prefer it. Uh, well, I don't uh, know which I prefer, the, the, the bazooka or the piano. Really, I can't tell the difference. Well, you'll notice it pretty soon, though, uh, now that I'm learning to play boogie-woogie. On the bazooka or on the piano? No, on the piano. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I black up my left hand. <laughs> Well, boogie-woogie's really not in your mood, Bob. You're more in the lavender and the old lace decor. Something in this fashion. For sure. In a cavern, in a canyon, excavating for a mine, dwelt a miner, 49er, and his daughter, Clementine. Oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling, Clementine. You are lost and gone forever. Awfully sorry, Clementine. Like she was, like a fairy, and her shoes were number nine. Carrying boxes without topses, sandals were for Clementine. Oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling Clementine. Do I sing like Frank Clement? Could he sue me, Clementine? Broad sheet that went through the water every morning just at night. Her foot against the splinter. Fell into the foam and run. Oh, that darling, really darling. Oh, that character, Clementine. Oh, it hurt foot against the splinter. Are you kidding, Clementine? Oh, Ruby.
candy lips above the water, blowing bubbles soft and fine. Alas for me, I was no swimmer, Hudson, Ross, and Clementine. Oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling Clementine. Send a postcard check back later, make me know it's Clementine. Oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling Clementine. Plant you now, I'll dig you later. Like the tater. One of Warner Brothers' most dependable performers and one of the old craft music hall's most valued alumni, and one of the screen's finest actors, Donald Crisp, is at the moment busy out of 20th Century Fox on their forthcoming film version of the fine novel How Green Was My Valley, in which, of course, Donald plays the part of the father, the father of six stalwart sons. It isn't really very difficult to visualize Donald in such a role. I don't even have to shut my eyes to see him next Sunday, Father's Day, sitting with his daughter and six sons and saying, Boys, my boys, my sons, I know I can never hope to make you feel the joy I felt when I heard you all plan to be here with me on Father's Day. I was overcome by a feeling you will never understand until you yourselves have all become fathers. Then you will fully appreciate why it was that somewhere deep down inside of me, I heard a small but persistent voice saying over and over again, The boys are coming. The boys are coming to see you. The boys are all coming to see you. And every one of them will try to borrow some money. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, Pop. Gee, Willikins, that's no way to talk. You make it sound like we never show up unless we come to make a touch. Am I to understand then, Harry, that you don't want any money? Well... Well, a couple of guys down at the gym are holding me for a brace of fins. A brace of fins? Yeah. That's $10. Yeah, saw about 10 bob. Well, times certainly are improving. Last Father's Day, you owed $15. Improving? Oh, no, Dad. Getting tougher and tougher for me to cage a little cash. Hey, Pop, when do we eat? Why do you keep giving dough to Harry, Pop? He only spends it foolishly. Foolishly? Get him. I'm a very shrewd manipulator. Yeah? Well, what did you do with the 10 bucks you owe? Well, I'll tell you what I did with them 10 bucks. I dropped $3 trying to guess how many Colorado license plates would park at the drive-in across the street. Mm-hmm. A very shrewd investment. Yeah, that cost me three. <laughs> then I'll tell you what I did. I ventured a deuce on a filly that couldn't blow at Strokesman's Park. She would have won, too, but the wind was against her. Mm-hmm. Well, that's five down and five to go. Yeah. Then I dropped a tray trying to scoop up a $20 candid camera in a digger machine. <laughs> now we probably won't get the family group till the man shows up with the pony. <laughs> I think that machine is fixed, Dad. And how did you invest the other two dollars, Harry? Well, you know, with things like they are, everything, I figured to stash a buck and a half away by investing in a genuine yellow Mexican diamond set in real Moldavian platinum. Mm-hmm. That accounts for nine fifty. Then with the other fifty cents, I got me, uh... Well, I guess I just spent the other half a buck foolishly. <laughs> now, Harry, has it ever occurred to you to try to save money? Pop, I was trying to save money. The whole ten rugs went on investments. Well, now, if you really want to invest money, Harry, that is, if you really want to save money, and I don't only mean Harry, I mean all of you, take your money and buy defense saving bonds. You've often heard the expression, as safe as a government bond. Well, defense saving bonds are as safe as the strongest nation in the world. You can buy one for as little as $18.75 today, and in ten years it will be worth $25. 
meaning your money has earned six twenty-five for you. Now that's an investment. It's also an investment in democracy. You can get defense-saving bonds at any bank or post office. Say, that sounds great, Pop. I'll buy some of those defense-savings bonds as soon as I start my new job. When do we eat? Just as soon as Chester starts on his new job. I can't wait. Well, to think, Chester, at last. After all these years, you've really found a job. Yeah, Pop. All set to go to work. Gosh. After 25 years of supporting you, this is a Father's Day present. Well, there's, uh, there's just one little catch, Pop. See, uh, I need car fare to get to the job. <laughs> you can count on me for car fare, son. Where is the project? Sydney, Australia. <laughs> when do we eat? Say, Pop, I was down talking to the draft board yesterday. The maneuvers are on, folks. Mm-hmm. What did they say, son? Oh, they think I got the nicest eyes and the prettiest arches. They, they think I'm fine. Well, that's the way I feel about you, too, son. Honest, Papa? Yes, son. I'm proud to call you son. And in all the languages of the world, there's only one other word that means to a father quite what the word son means. What's that other word, Papa? Daughter. Well, what do you know? I got billing. <laughs> when does we eat? Oh, throw him a bone, son. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was just as happy when we had you, Constance, as I was when each of the boys were born. Oh, you're just saying that, Pops. No, Connie. I was even happier, perhaps. Perhaps when the nurse came out and told me it was a little girl, I was glad that she at least would never have to stand there and wait in that corridor and go through what a father has to go through. Are you kidding? <clears throat> now, I know that was a foolish thing to say, Connie, but only a father can understand that feeling of utter helplessness. Nurses chasing you out of the room, everyone so efficient, everyone but you. And when they do let you stand beside her for a few seconds, you take a hand and squeeze it, trying to tell her how much, how very much you want to help. And she smiles, even manages a wink as if to say, now, don't worry. You pace the floor, you try to read, but somebody, some blundering fool, has turned all the type upside down. You think it's a poorly managed place where things like that can happen? Suppose something should, and then you recall stories, and you're afraid, just plain scared. Eons pass. Then almost through a haze, a nurse smiles and tells you it, it's all right. Later, unbelievable ages later, you take her hand again. This time she really smiles, because you are partners in a new, great, unbelievable enterprise that is, oh the most beautiful thing in the entire world. You are parents. Father and mother, mother and father. And that's why to me every Father's Day is Mother's Day and every Mother's Day is Father's Day. And every day in the year should be Parents' Day. Well, thanks, Pop. You've certainly given us a darn nice thought. Is there anything we can do for you? When do we eat? Oh, get out of here. <laughs> I'd like to eat, but first, couldn't you sing a song for me on my Father's Day present, Constance? Gladly, Pop. How this? I went out of my way to get into a lot of trouble. I went out of my way to get into the way of love. But I'm not Was worth the pain of it. 
I went out of my mind when you stopped being kind and gentle. Then I laughed and thought, well, he's just being temperamental. Oh, it's ancient history to you. I've kept a memory or two, and I still would go out of my way to be out of this world. for you. I have prevailed upon Ken Carpenter for a brief chat. Ain't that nice? Take a bow, lady. That's the swellest salad this size of heaven. Does it sound familiar? Yes, it certainly does. To the millions of clever hostesses who are using Miracle Whip salad dressing. Made from top quality ingredients mixed in special proportions, Miracle Whip has a keen, lively flavor that's really different. A flavor that does something wonderful to salads. Only Kraft has the recipe for this sensational blend of fine mayonnaise and old-fashioned boiled dressing. And only Kraft can use the remarkable beater which makes Miracle Whip so velvety smooth. Join the swing to Miracle Whip and see how delicious salads can be. You'll be adding to your list of favorite ways to use it every day, so be sure to get the thrifty quart size. Ask your dealer tomorrow for the all-American favorite, Miracle Whip Salad Dressing. I dream the whole night through Each night till I hear Reveille I dream, my dear, of you I have your face before me. The moments we're apart. 
Terminate another of the regular Thursday evening Taffy Pulls in the Old Craft Music Hall. We'll have another such go-round and Taffy Pull next Thursday, at which time we're expecting Bert Lauer to be with us. Bert Lauer. So we really ought to go Taffy Daffy. Besides Bert Lauer, we're also going to have Miss Gail Patrick and a young tenor. I swear, I think you're going to like him, Jimmy O'Brien. That's next Thursday. Until then, adios. The Craft Music Hall comes to you from Hollywood's Radio City. Here's a new hit that hits the spot. Ramalta, the malted milk Roomba. When you have guests in for the evening, here's a refreshment you can offer that may mystify them and will certainly delight them. Just step into the kitchen for a few minutes and come back with thick, frosty, luscious malted milks. Now, here's how you do it. Just take cold milk and mix it with Kraft sweetened chocolate-flavored malted milk. That's all you have to do, and you have a drink that is wholesome, refreshing, deliciously different. It's a real pep drink, too, because a Kraft malted milk supplies quick food energy. Your guests will love Kraft malteds, and the children will drink all you give them. Add Kraft sweetened chocolate-flavored malted milk to your grocery list tonight so you can try it tomorrow. It comes in one- and two-pound sizes and in the new ten-cent packages. The Rudy Valley Seal Test Program will follow immediately over most of these same stations. This is the National Broadcasting Company. You have been listening to the Old Time Radio Hour broadcast each week over the World Wide Web. You can subscribe at no charge through iTunes, Podbean, or RSS. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you can join us again next week for another hour of mystery from the golden age of radio. Until then, this is your host, Justine Ward, saying so long for a while.